Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. This is for The Walking Dead Season 11, Episode 2. Episode 2, I'm not even sure what these episodes are called, but this is the second half of the season premiere. It should have aired as one big, long episode, but we'll get into that in a second. We're back again this week to talk about another episode of The Walking Dead. And of course, I'm not alone. I need to talk to your supervisor, and the best person to take with me when I have to talk to the the supervisor is Joe Dirty Locks. Welcome, Joe. Welcome to the show. You don't want to take me to the supervisor. Let me tell you that right now. Ask ask Nick how that goes. No, that 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 might end up being a mess. Sorry, I'm having some technical difficulties. There we go. Here we go. We're back at it here. And we're not alone, of course. We have with us the live motherfucking chat here with us tonight. We got Tim F., Jason, Corey, and a Atari dad, and a bunch of other people that will be popping in and out during the evening to talk about this episode of The Walking Dead. Now, right off the bat, before we get any further into this episode... I just I gotta I gotta say it because I know it's it's trivial and it's weird, but I feel like if they had edited this a little bit better as one episode altogether, it could have you could have had something here. You didn't need to do the fake out with Maggie. They fixed the Maggie thing within five seconds of the episode happening. So what's it? Why did you even do that? Why did you create that fake oh, tension? Oh no! Oh no! That was another dumpster. It was. Right. It was just another dumpster. I was so we were so worried about Maggie and so worried about that situation, or no one was. But I feel like I feel like they could have they they could have done it in a better way to make it more something. Just make it more more compact because I feel like there were certain elements in this second half of the episode that I didn't hate. In fact, this episode gave me the one of the only in a very few amount of times that I get. A Walking Dead feeling. And you know the scene I'm going to talk about, but, and I actually felt... I have no idea which scene you're going to talk about. I I really, I'm I'm lost on what scene you're going to... You're lost about what scene. The scene when Maggie lets the dude die on the train. I feel like that was an actual... Right after, right after, oh, we need a, we need a, a, we had, we had a moment last, two moments last episode where they're just going to watch what's-his-name struggle and possibly die too. So he lets Maggie possibly die during her struggle. And then immediately following that conversation, we have another party who we're just going to let die instead of help. Like, uh, yeah, and they did have it all over the place. Come on. It's like, and they did have a chance to, they did have a chance to save him. They had plenty of time. It was a slow motion moment. Those zombies, those zombies kicked down the door anyway. Right. And here's, here's my point. This is another, this is another example of well let's just creep by all the zombies let the zombies freak out let's all panic and then you know all the important people walk out alive anyway instead of just going in and clearing like we don't have enough bullets to get through them all but yet somehow they did even daryl comes back with a gun and and finishes them off but they're fucking filing down a, a a subway train that's big enough for one person to get down that center aisle one zombie at a time their bullets are taken out three at a time. It's fucking ridiculous. I thought it it's was. Ridiculous. I thought it was Eventually great. That... They're going to pile up enough 
zombies. They, there'll be a wall of zombies they can't get by, and they'll just be even more easy to pick off. I, I love so how they didn't uh, – they, they talked about how they couldn't break in there because they didn't have enough – like you said, they didn't have enough bullets to clear, and they ended up having to clear anyway. So they basically just killed that guy for the fucking hell of it. For fucking no reason. For no reason because because he dared question, uh, question Maggie's leadership. In a situation, and I'm sorry, uh, I'm, I'm messing around with the chat box situation, so it looks a, a little uh, different tonight. But uh, we're getting some technical difficulties out of the way, and uh, thank you so much to everyone for checking us out tonight. If you want to get your voice in, we already have a couple of voicemails waiting for us. If you want to get your voice in the conversation right now about this episode, season season eleven, episode two, on the final season of The Walking Dead. If you want to get your thoughts in in the discussion, please pop it in in the comment section or in the live motherfucking chat or calling in at 781-990-8509. Again, 781-990-8509. You giving out chat lines? Yeah. Yeah, the hot chat line. And you, can, you too might be able to talk to the girl of your dreams and then meet her someday and all you have to do is frown like an idiot. Okay, I want to get to the point where I talk about something <laughs> that pissed me off in this episode or annoyed me. Eugene just annoyed me up and down throughout this whole episode. His one expression that he has on his face when he's feeling scared, the hmm. Yeah, I, I just can't, I can't I can't with it. It was very annoying, yeah. and it was it was tough to stomach, and I just I didn't like it. <laughs> I see. Phil, uh, <laughs> let me ask you. So we're gonna go through this. Let's go through this. What did you like? About I like okay. I like that. I like that scene that I'm talking about right now. That you that you're that you immediately poo pooed. I like the scene that when Maggie lets him die because for a moment, in a sense. I felt like they actually got to what is decent about The Walking Dead when you get into these human situations where someone's on our team and then in a moment when he is a when he is a detriment like on the movie The Beach when the get when everyone's happy go lucky and then the dude gets hurt and the you, you have to kill no, him because no, no, he's no, yelling. No 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 this guy was no longer on our team. This guy robbed us. Yes, he did rob us and, and took off with two other guys. So you say After knife to the back of the head of this guy. You had you, I'm saying, you yeah, felt I'm nothing. Saying, I'm saying there was no there, there was no choice about opening or leaving that door closed. You leave it closed just because the guy fucking robbed you. He robbed you and he ran away with all with a bunch of the supplies that you were going to need to get through this instead of just staying with the bigger with the bigger crowd with all the ammunition and getting through it together. Like the, the people that ran away, they all died, right? Am I wrong? Um, yes. I, as far as we know, all the people that ran away did die. Yeah, so there you go. And hey, this guy we... Needed, this guy, it, it, and, like, they tried to make it an illustration to the point that was being uh, going on between Maggie and what's-his-name. But it doesn't really pan out because this dude fucking robbed them. So, yeah, okay, he was your friends, everybody. But as far as this dude outside the door was concerned... Five, ten minutes ago, he was willing to let us all die down here instead of helping us and get to help everybody else back at camp. He was all about himself, and he can stay that way outside the fucking door. <laughs> Knife to the back of the head. Let's get into the Phil review clickbait. Thank you, Corey. I, I hope I hope one day I can become clickbait again. Uh, Atari, good to see Atari. Dad, now, Lord Corliss 
Whitefire in the live motherfucking chat. Great to have you here. Atari Dad says, what I did like about that scene was the gauge clearly gave some thought to avoiding dying by getting eaten alive. I feel far too many people plan for that. So he let... The guy he cut. Still, he, was he dead before he got before they? Started yeah, I think I think he slit his neck. He was a, he was able to start. Well, to then bleed why out. did they start eating him? Because there's still blood and guts on the ground. But he's dead already. But it doesn't matter. They still want to eat the eat no, the flesh. And then when he got up, he didn't look. So you're no wait 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 wait. We gotta go back. Joe, we gotta go back. When he got up, when he got up, did he even look like he had been ripped apart at all? Okay. No. Do we see him? So get he back killed up? himself with a with a stiletto to the heart twice. Through yeah. his rib cage. Uh, 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 perfect. He had the strength. He had the strength. Okay, great. Let's forget about the Tupac and Tim Roth movie when we saw what happens right? when someone tries Instead to actually stab him. around and and like killing the slow moving fucking zone. Like I'm still confused about. But but wait, How, wait, Joe. It's I, so hard to kill these things. I'm I'm a little confused here. For wait, wait. You're, you're, wait, wait. Shut, shut the fuck up, Joe, for a second. Shut the fuck up, Joe. I have a question for you. And you're still freaked out by these fucking. No, things. I have a question for you. So you're you're are you speculating or saying that the zombie will no longer eat the flesh if the human's dead already? No, no. They they eat the flesh no matter what. I don't. I don't even. I, that's not even like. I, I want to go back to that because really that point that? was ridiculous. Okay, yes. Okay. Fine. That's what I'm saying. All right. I'm wrong. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's move on. <laughs> Why is anybody still scared of these fucking things? They're like, oh, we can sneak by whole whole fucking warehouse rooms and sneak down these tubes. But as soon as they start moving, it's this big fucking panic. Instead of just walking up behind all the fucking quiet sleeping ones and putting a fucking knife in the back of the head or a spike in the back of the head or a stuff. Obviously, it's not that. Or whatever. It's fucking stupid at this point. It's stupid. Let's sneak halfway through and then let's sneeze. Can somebody sneeze or maybe kick a rock, break a branch? What else can we do halfway through? Halfway through. Maybe uh, maybe a drop of blood. Uh, anything like sharks in the water. Yeah, that'll be cool, right? Like anything else that we could we could put them in a minefield of zombies and have them all wake up and it all of a sudden be a big fucking issue instead of them just fucking solving the issue before they go in. To your to your to your point, it does seem like the scenes in some points are being designed in the way of like, what can we do that is cool? Let's get to a couple of live motherfucking chats before they like, slip to, slip to by. The point to, where they had to do the the Daryl gunfire scene, where they were like, oh, we'll just follow him from outside, and he'll waste all his bullets on the six. First but we needed to that aren't paying attention to him at all. Instead of instead of firing his gun, making whatever's in front of them turn around to face him, he could have used his knife the whole way up the fucking train. But no, he's got the gun. Well, <laughs> let's have him waste the fucking clip of bullets. Oh, because we need after acknowledging, after acknowledging, after acknowledging having <laughs> lost the bag of ammo, that fuckhead on the ground that lost it lost it that's fucking on the ground that stole the bag of ammo lost the bag of ammo uh monroe Cl the guy's monroe clark the famous volleyball player from uh from that movie side out was the was the okay. dude uh that was c thomas howell was the, it was the older guy anyways let's get to the live chat for a second here tari dad says what i did like about that scene was okay uh Jason Voorhees, I can't wait to play your epic voicemail. Don't hype it up, otherwise expectations are not met. I watched The Unholy and I can't get Negan out of my mind. We'll get into this. We got Dwarf Burger, final season, probably th probably three seasons too many. Merle is here. Uh, Phil, I Phil, I'm here. Start the show over again. Uh, my hype is reverse psychology, says Jason. Lord Corliss says, good point. 
uh, Eugene, it was hella annoying. Uh, he really doesn't even need to be doing Talking Dead anymore, says about Chris Hardwick. Eugene faked it the whole time as the cure guy for how long, but he's sweating like a pig hair? Yeah, Lizard, it, it seems like all they can do with him now is, again, those two faces that he can make. Either, oh, 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 I'm here to go, or the, huh? And, and it, his scared face, it, it's his scared face that annoys me. It's his actor scared face because he doesn't have any, like, there's no subtlety to it. It's just like, it's just like actor, I forget the guy's name, uh, McDormit, whatever. Make your scared face. And he just goes, and he just holds it the whole time. Like he's frozen. Like he's in one, of, like, like you're in the Museum of Science, a museum where they do that electric thing where it stops and it freezes and you're like frozen in one place. Eugene's face is frozen with that stupid fucking look in his face that I just want to slap. I just want to slap him. I don't. I don't know why. But Atari, Atari Dad says, uh, Gage was the guy who bullied Lydia and Henry, so it's he's kind of been a dead man. Chalkboy, she, she was giving a reason not to kill Negan by killing Gage. She made a decision like Negan did by leaving Maggie for dead. Oh, so Maggie did it to make a point. Eugene is a bitch, says the Daywalker. I thought he had been at level three for some time now. Yeah, he had guts all over him. Negan is like Tony Soprano. Just when you start to like him, he does something douchey, says Chalk Boy. It only takes a few minutes to turn out before they lose interest. Oh, yeah, Phil, I recorded something for you and Joe. Oh, I cannot. What did he do that was douchey? Which one? Uh, the... What did Negan do that was douchey? You, just when you start to like him, he does something douchey. What did he do that was douchey? In this particular... Uh, the fucking bitch that didn't sit, help me save this kid's life. And then when I struggled, do you know what I do? You and Negan helped me save my life. So you, and yeah, I killed her husband, and there was this big war thing, and she wants me dead. So I'm just gonna leave her be. I'm not gonna save her. Life. So are you saying you it's like? Not gonna make a difference. Have you? Did you generally? I know it's hard to get you to say you like things about The Walking Dead right now, but would you say in these this like episode Negan? Has, has Negan at least been consistently the best thing on the show right now? Can you at least admit to that? But like, what are you talking about, Jeffrey Acting D? Mo or the way he's written, I think both. I think I think he is the only one that they give him the dialogue to point out the stupidity of what's going on in the scenes. And I feel like I don't know if it's within the actor's performance, but there's some sort of uh, way that he is almost talking to the audience, telling you what we're seeing is stupid here by making these comments here and there. And with D with Daryl and the gun scene, Joe, we've talked. About, I've talked about this before. I want them to do more of that. I want them to have a – if they're going to do a scene like that, I want them to up the stupidity of it where Daryl just goes in there with a handgun and doesn't even try – No, no. Hey, hey. Doesn't hey, even I'm try to aim Darryl. and just shoots everyone like oh, in no. one he shot. He shot them all perfectly. One shot. Yeah, one shot. And then he used a knife and one shot knifed right, them no, while he was right. running he through. He should have started with the knife. That was the point. He should have started with the knife. I don't, it's not if the he, scene necessarily. It's how the scene gets gets written out. No, and I would, I'll would i go problem. a step further, Joe. It's not even just how the steam gets written out. It's that when you have w one moment when you're trying to show something, and I know we're in a zombie world and nothing is real here. And, but what well, I mean that's is – also uh, like – what is it? Like the raid or maybe not the raid, but oh boy. Not oh boy. Uh, uh, what was that movie, Katie? <laughs> but anyways. Big Brother fucking uh, – fucking Josh Brolin remake movie. God damn it. That's gonna really piss me off. The remake of a cream. Well, they just one big long like down the hall. He's fighting with a hammer and shit, and it's really cool. Yeah, and I think they could have done that in a fun way. But The Walking Dead, it's 
it's the antithesis of, of itself sometimes, and it creates these moments where it tries it to take itself, long. it tries to take itself seriously, and it tries to go deep for whatever reason it wants to go deep, and then on this on the opposite end of that they have a scene where daryl's just running down and stabbing people in the head like he's playing volleyball again like he's spiking a volleyball and no one can get hurt and this show okay something like sons of anarchy towards the end of it or not even from the very beginning i i'm doing recent rewatch of the first couple of seasons when people shoot at our heroes it just bounces off them and doesn't touch them at all because they're not in a real of world course. so so it's a fake world where all our characters from the beginning set up a world where they're bulletproof right, they in the dumpster. walk but wait in the walk one second the Joe, one second in the walking dead it wasn't like that at the beginning and part of what made the walking dead awesome was that it wasn't like that that anybody could go at any time you set up these moments in this episode where you're supposed to have tension or last episode to miss maggie or some shit like that it's it, fucking bullshit because you created no tension because i don't believe any of these characters are dead who do you pick to die a red shirt it's like i'm watching star trek well, the next generation point, here to your point and a little bit against your point when the walking dead started okay the only character or two maybe we knew were bulletproof if you hadn't read the books was rick right like and carl and maybe carl and his mom to a point right but when it came down to it everybody was new so you didn't know who was going to be at maggie's farm you didn't know who was going to make it to the prison you didn't know who was going to make it you know to alexandria and then it just became of course you do because there's only two or three or four or five of them fucking left so you know that you know maybe towards the end of a season you might get one of them fucking off or two at the very beginning of a season after you mourned them for six to eight maybe months. if there's like a big crazy awful setup okay so let's get through a couple of these chats before we get into this yes. episode because whatever they have to say is definitely going to be more interesting than whatever the fucking Walking Dead was about. <laughs> I think it's going to take a few minutes uh, before they lose interest. Oh, Phil, I recorded something for you and Joe. I can't wait to hear it. We got Emerald Eyes. Great to see Emerald Eyes in here for the first time. I don't recognize that name. Welcome to the chat. And uh, why haven't the zombies crumbled to dust by now, asks the Dwork. Lord Corliss. They're all waterlogged when they get rained on, man. They have the osmosis that shit. Yeah, it fills it fills them fills in the gaps there. Uh, I'm really enjoying Joe's rant a little bit earlier. Uh, the eating they stopped eating if they turn. Not exactly what the logic is here. Maybe the virus triggers a gag reflex or something. Uh, gotta say though, the idea of the zombies eating each other even after turning is pretty goddamn hilarious. Uh, so some zombies prefer fresh organic meat not dead processed nate resting scarred face that we get constipated how would you have a horde then like the hordes would make no sense they'd all have just eaten each other it's true no but i but so exactly at what moment does the person turn i guess if if they haven't turned yet and there's still a dead body the zombies will eat it because we've definitely seen people die as they're dying the zombies are ripping them apart and we see them the eat like dead animals they're like right feasting and we, on dead and we animals. know that it sometimes it can take hours for a for a body to reanimate in some ways but uh, he turned really fucking quick huh 
I guess. I mean, if if he even turned, or that was well, just maybe a, they were going by Game of Thrones time, and it was actually like a week in the subway. It's true. They, maybe they were. Maybe Two they were. They they used Littlefinger's time machine or some <laughs> shit like that. Freaking zombies! Hey Phil, sorry I'm late watching. Uh, watching Harke Ada. She's tearing up my stereo now. Lots of love to Tamara Anthony. Hopefully, you and everybody stay safe during the hurricane. Uh, appreciate you checking in great to great to see you and sending you lots of love from joe and i you atari dad says eugene's scared face vaguely reminds me of matthew fox's intense face in lost jack jack uh, 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 i don't know yes it is it is quite similar except jack had a little bit more subtlety all we have is rain and wind but down south it's really bad hopefully you and everyone stays very safe lizard says i think they let the guy die in the train because he brought nothing to the table the dog could carry the gear and not run away from a fight he wasn't fighting at all he wasn't doing shit right he all he did was stab himself in the heart rather than get get bitten like it was supposed to what a way to die no i'm going to tell you a ghost story on the dark and spooky train now these maggie maggie you think you're special Everybody here has been alive for 10 years in the zombie fucking apocalypse. We've all seen some pretty horrific shit. I happen to have think that that was pretty nasty way to go looking at who was That story was such a we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to that story later. That story was a dickhead move. That was that was su- that was such a that was such a one-upsman. We've all been in the bar with that douchebag. You tell a story that everyone feels and they're like, "Oh, that's an interesting story, but you know what happened I'll to me, Joe?" Tell you what's yeah. Really yeah. scary, matey. Yeah, Joe, you want to hear my story? You think that's fucked up? My work, you you dealt with human shit. I dealt with 10 dogs diarrhea, dude. My 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 job's horrible. <laughs> You know, it's like, shut the fuck up. So just let someone have their moment. Don't be afraid to let someone else have their goddamn fucking moment. You'll have yours. Not everything has to turn into that scene in Lethal Weapon 3 when you, when Renee Russo and Tom, Tom Hanks, and Tom Hanks, yeah, and Mel Gibson are showing scars to each other. I think that's in Lethal Weapon 3. Okay, the only thing that Joe liked about this episode was the closing credits, says Ian. Um, Phil, I know you... Uh, don't you know that Daryl sucks? The Walking Dead needs, needs more boobies. In Star Trek Next Generation, it was yellow shirts, not red shirts. You are correct. Red shirts were command on uh, Star Trek Next Generation. Uh, the red shirts were in the old show. We go back a little bit of tension in The Fear of the Walking Dead when Garrett Dillon Hunt's character got killed off. Which, spoiler, warn that, but no one gives a shit about Fear of the Walking Dead. No, I'm sorry. Someone gives a shit about Fear of the Walking Dead. <laughs> Sleeping bags always right up my alley. So they're gluten-free. If in fear they tested it all factors okay so 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 we ended all that let's play uh we got we get atari dad's uh, or no it's uh jason Voorhees' voicemail here so let's uh let's play this voicemail and uh listen to listen to what he's got to say about this episode and now a dramatic reread of maggie telling a story <laughs> so i was walking around the field and i came to this creepy old house and I went into the creepy old house, and I saw these deformed <laughs> things on the floor. And then I heard a voice saying, I'm going to get you. I'm going to eat you. Yum, 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 yum. And I got weirded out. So I walked up the stairs, and I found a zombie laying on the floor with chloroform. And I was confused. And I heard the voice again say, I'm going to get you. I'm going to eat you. Yum, 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 yum. And now I'm really kind of wondering what's going on. So I went to the top floor, and I opened the door. And there was a man with no arms and no legs sitting on the toilet trying to pick his nose going, I'm going to get you. I'm going to eat you. Yum, 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 yum. 
Is that, is that how it ended? Shit. That's how it ended. Oh my That's god. That's how it ends for Maggie. That is definitely how it ends for Maggie. Holy shit, Joe. It's pissy pants time right now for you and me. It's it's time for us to put our big boy pissy pants on because we got the man himself, the legend himself in the live chat right now, Negan. Negan is actually in the chat right now. It's We better watch out or we're going to get loose sealed up our asses. But we get, we get the man in the myth himself. Negan is in the chat right now. He says, hi, I'm Negan. And I'm scared. So we, bet, we better compliment Negan's performance in this episode. Another way of how he slimed his way out of, uh, out of, uh, out of Maggie killing him once again. So uh, let's get into this. Let's not waste any more time because, you know, I, I know Joe can't wait to talk about this. Let's get into this. Recap! Okay, the recap of this episode of The Walking Dead. Now, they built up some serious tension at the end of last week's episode. Built it up to a big cliffhanger where we see Maggie literally fall off a cliff of some kind and fall to her death, potentially. Really, they 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 held us up on the tip of a toothpick, like a, like a spaghetti meatball at the end of a toothpick, maybe falling off into someone's ball sack i don't know oh something was going on here with a meatball on a toothpick joe it was serious and it was cereal <laughs> it was very cereal and they made people wait these are the kind of cliffhangers i hate when they just finish it off in to, in fairness one of the greatest cliffhangers of all time in a television series and yes i'm gonna hijack the walking dead stream to talk about anything but the walking dead Star Trek The Next Generation, the best of both worlds episode. Star Trek The Next Generation, a great series. There's not, I'm not going to talk shit about it, but one of the big moments that often gets talked about, and spoiler alert for Star Trek The Next Generation, is at the end of season four into five, I believe it is, uh, Picard gets turned into a Borg, and -uh. yes, and Riker is forced into a situation where he has to fire and try to destroy the Borg cube that has Locutus of Borg there. And the, the big cliffhanger for the end of the season, and the thing that some argue made Star Trek The Next Generation in the Berman era of Star Trek an actual hit, was this cliffhanger that let, left people off on the wonder how Riker was going to destroy, how this situation was going to end. The next episode happened, and within the first five minutes of the episode, like the first 30 seconds of the episode, I think Worf turns to Riker and goes, we can't fire, sir, they've disabled our weapons. And then like that whole tension is all defeated in a matter of two seconds, and that's another pretty decent an episode unlike this but it's a it's a pretty decent episode in the next generation but they just i don't like cliffhangers like that if you're gonna build something up over the course of whether it be a week or a whole ha- whole season the payoff better be fucking worth it it better be something that really dude, knocks dude, knocks dude, me off the ball and that's what they tried to do with the baseball bat and Negan in the first place it doesn't work and no they could have done and that if they did it the right no, way it does. It, no. yes so you well, so so your speculation is that cliff cliffhangers never work ever. No, no, you want you want your uh, your at this point, yeah, yes, Phil, yes, exactly that, yes. Okay, no, I, no, I, fa- I fair enough. So in this straight, yes, because here's the thing: you want you want your audience to really be like, oh my fucking god, killer. Hmm. No, I, otherwise, I, otherwise, what's the fucking point? Otherwise, shut Killer, the fuck up. And make your audience fucking speechless for a week. And I, come back like, what the fuck? No, in, fa- in, in fairness, Joe, I do, be- I do go to the ad- adage of 
WW Vince VG would do? What would Vince Gilligan do in that situation? And and he would fucking kill him. And right at the end of the episode, killer. Yeah, big deal. Big deal. In your in your cliffhanger is in your cliffhanger is how do these people deal with it in the next episode? Yep. I I would disagree with you that they never can work. I think if they're done in a smart one that works in a smart way, but that works. Don't put me on the spot like that. I'll, I'll come. Oh, okay, give me one that works that's been done in the last ten years. I'll, I'll, I'll even give you twenty years. Take movies too. Can, can you can you give me a week? No. Nope. <laughs> then give me at least the. I, I I'm in the middle of a recap, Joe. I can't just pause the recap and start start hey, rolodexing my give, mind. Help fill out. Give them give them a cliffhanger that works. That really had you sit. No, help, help Joe, like, oh, help me no. out by shutting. What's going to Help, help me out by shutting up Gene Siskel over one. here, okay? So, Give me one. So, fucking one. <laughs> listen, Siskel. Okay, so we're on a train car. So the the episode opens up in some darkness. Maggie fights her way out of a situation pretty easy, and she kicks one, she shoots one, she rides one, she uh, she go she goes up down all around, she spins around. Uh, so let's. Let's go in the live chat. Remember how long we waited for episode 16? Who are you, says Negan? Riker fires the super weapon. It fails because the Borgs know part cards move. Because Locutus of Borg knows them, and that's why he was able to kill Cisco in the Cisco's ship and kill Cisco's wife. Okay, we're not going to talk about Deep Space Nine right now because no. uh, Joe's just going to bring up Babylon 5. Lizard says, Cliffhangers work as long as I can remember them before commercials take too long and I forget to care anymore. Uh, anyone remember Annie's rant from Misery about cheap cliffhangers? Uh, I actually do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. That's great. There, there's no. I would say of all the Stephen King adaptations, and there's obviously people can say Shawshank, but of like the true Stephen King like horror movies, uh, I think Misery is probably my favorite. I think they all. There's other ones I like, but I think Misery is just such a perfect movie. Like it's and it's a perfect representation of the book too, and it. It's it's great. They cat both both actors, James Caan and Kathy Bates, do do an extremely amazing job. And as I continue my process of talking about anything but this episode, so we open up and she, so she Maggie kicks her way out of the situation. I will compliment The Walking Dead on one thing here, or a couple things along the way in this episode, that if they were going to do this in this particular episode with the Maggie shit, at least they got it out of the way in like in literally the first two minutes of the episode. Then we got into our theme. They didn't stretch it out that long in the episode. They didn't make it seem as she was going to pop up at the end and be Chekhov's Maggie at the end somewhere. So they they pretty much got to the juice of what they wanted to do pretty quick and have Maggie walk in the door. We'll get into how that all happens and how stupid it was when it came together. But I do like how they at least brought us to a head quick. You know, instead of instead of making us feel feel like jerk off Jones there for a little bit and not come. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like at least they got it all, all out of the way at the beginning of the episode is what I'm saying. OK, so um, Eugene just bothered me in this episode. OK, so we're on the train car. They all enter from the roof and they kill some walkers and they see if they can open the door. Gabriel looks at the situation like he's the leader still no words come Negan's there and he looks around people ask where Maggie is and Negan says right behind me Aiden I think that's that guy's name Aiden wants to go out and check and the rest of the dudes say she'll be pissed if you go out and die or she'll be pissed just stay in here Gabriel formulates a plan and they bust out or they try to or and they're going to keep going or die trying here we go a good edit 
they do an edit from one of, from one of the dudes busting the door, Joe, and they they flash to the Daryl story, which I don't get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you're gonna have a fucking B story, have a B story that makes sense. What was Daryl discovering down there, looking in the catacombs and seeing all those pictures where we see the king and we see all that stuff? How is that different than what we saw last week? Had, right, he just had to go run after Dog instead of stay with the group. Right, why? I don't know. <laughs> Shouldn't there be a fucking purpose to it? I don't want to. So Daryl so wasn't there to be like, kill Negan now with Maggie. Sure. When, when, yeah. Keep, I, and I know you're not trying because you can't really think of it. Keep trying. No, it, it was stupid. It was fucking stupid. It, it made no sense. It, I thought it, last week I mentioned, I joked, oh, this is Daryl's one-off storyline for the week. It's no, it's so he could, it's so he could come back at the end and have that scene when he's shooting everyone with the gun, like friggin' uh, Liam Neeson, where we get the, where we got Daryl's Liam Neeson moment, where he goes, bam, John Wicky, Liam, bang, 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 I'm gonna kill everybody because I'm Daryl and I'm cool, and here's a little promo for my sequel series that's coming out pretty soon on AMC Plus, coming everywhere, motherfuckers. Yeah, Atari Dad, all those train cars have windows that pop out in case the train rolls. There's pop-out windows on both sides. Not these, Joe. Exits. These are death it's, chains. They're called emergency exits. They're no. planes, no. trains, buses. Automobiles. All that shit. <laughs> like, Joe. I'm thinking this the whole time, too. Why haven't they just popped out one of the side windows? Have someone start banging at the door to draw the attention. Everybody sneak out the side and go. Like, what there... the fuck's the problem here? Throw a couple flares to keep them distracted like you tried to do at the front of the train. Like, Negan says what the... the fuck is the problem? Negan says the Reapers remind me of the Terminus people. I hope so. Uh, this group that we're looking at right now, I'd say if, if anything is the best part of the episode, legitimately, I feel like the group that they met at the end of the episode at least seemed to be a little very menacing and have a little bit of a vibe to them that's a little different than some of the other groups that we've seen. I know Joe's thinking- they all wore, they were all wearing uh, masks, yeah. hockey masks. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, they killed the person right is, off the bat and then like- Right, they, 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 there, was no fuck, there was no fucking around and, 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 they, and they just killed, and it's a good parallel to the group that we've seen at the, um, with the community. They, they were coming, like- It seemed like it. It they seem, seemed pretty ready. They like, seemed they pretty ready. Force of like how many people? Like, were you expecting someone else, or were you? Ex you guys were expecting us. Maybe they were spying on them for a while. Um. So Daryl should have kept that infinite ammo gun. <laughs> yes, he should. Well, have again, needed. again, it sure does make the subway look like it was there uh, as a recent uh, mass burial, not a. Not, not type yeah, not since the uh, beginning, like was speculated for a while. So continue, right. continue into this recap a little bit, and and yes, Negan, he should, definitely should have kept the uh, the forever ammo gun. Why did he drop that? I'll never know. Tracy G says, "I'm watching the show now. How long is this story Maggie's gonna tell take, and what the hell does it have to do with this boy dying? I can't wait to get to that part, but just to preempt that a little bit, Tracy G, it reminded me a lot of the scene in Gremlins when." Phoebe Cates hijacks the movie Gremlins to give that speech about her dad dying, uh, dressed up like Christmas, dying in the, uh, dying in the, uh, in the chimney. But we'll, we'll talk about that more when we get to it. But that that was sort of a ridiculous scene. It it was very much like, oh, you're upset about your friend dying. You think that's a horrible death? Oh, I'll tell you about horrible. And then it was like, I want someone just to turn 
Negan, instead of agreeing with her in that moment, should have just said, Maggie, that's a great story, but what the fuck's that have to do with anything? So, okay, so we get the good cutting out. We get Daryl busting through a wall, finding dog, no problem. It all comes for it all comes for us as we see. He sees the warnings. He sees some more cash. This is the second time that we've seen cash in two episodes. And I don't know. Uh, and obviously, we see this at the end of the episode. But having been the second time we've seen cash, I, I wrote in my notes, is this foreshadowing a currency that we're going to see later? Well, no, then they didn't. What's her name? Say something about since you were all pissy yeah, about yeah. the two dollar bill, uh, that must mean you're using currency. Amer- currency yeah, in- American and currency. You can keep strict controls over it, and so, uh, so, so. Look, I'm an alpha, not a beta. So I guess Dog wanted to see all this. We see someone as king. We see some other stuff. We see some drawings, uh, like comic level drawings on the wall. So uh, then we get uh, Yumiko and Princess talking about her brothers probably in the community. And your brother is awesome. He held onto a wallet photo for years. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Prince, Princess and her talking about how she's a lawyer. She, meant, she must mention she's a lawyer 75 different times throughout the last two episodes just to remind you she's a lawyer so she can uh-huh. she can bully her way through. Uh, fucking God. Uh, fucking G.I. Joe helped me in this world. Ninja Turtles helped me in this world. I'm starting to like princess and i don't know and i don't think it's because of the way the character's written obviously on this fucking show but i feel like the the actor is giving a again like negan an actual living performance on the show unlike some of the other actors working on the show which which are doing the best with the material they have i feel like she actually brings some life to the scenes they don't make sense it doesn't it's stupid it is repetitive i'll agree with you that's the same shit i heard about eugene at, a po- at one point in time, and then it got stale. I agree. But in she could get stale, too, if they don't. But I feel like she has already more shades to her. the same shit they said about fucking... More characters. The Emperor. Whatever the fuck his name is. Palpatine? <laughs> <laughs> Emperor Palpatine show? Is that who you're talking about? Unlimited power! Is that who you're talking Emperor about? Emperor Ezekiel. Oh, no. The king. The king. Not the emperor. But it's funny. We see, we do see the depiction of a king at one point in time, and I wonder if that is uh, talking about Ezekiel. So let's uh, Ezekiel getting mauled by the peoples. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if people, someone calling himself king. Let's get a few more. Uh, few more. Oh, they gave me some sweet syrup tea. I slept like a baby. Joe said the evil group all wears yoga pants. Maggie took six minutes to tell her story. <laughs> That never happens to Maggie. She was referred. She was retelling the hills have eyes. The Commonwealth was all about cash. Uh, Maggie makes me cringe, says Emerald. And I gotta say, I was a Maggie fan before she left, but pretty much most of the scenes that they've done with her since she's gotten back kind of make me cringe a little bit as well. Well, what you you you're not you you're not in love with this. <laughs> Joe, Joe, let me get. This. I gotta get a close up on you on that one. Oh God, give Why? me a, give me the Maggie look one more time. Every scene. Dude, every fucking scene with that look. I liked Princess when I first saw her, said Negan. You better get your shin pants on. Oh, look, that's me. In fr- oh, look, that's me in front of you. When Maggie told her story, did anyone want Negan to speak up? So when I took an iron to people's faces and beat them with a bat. I, I did. And that's one of those Negan scenes, that Negan moments I liked last week's episode when, when he starts saying that uh, Glenn died like a dog. Ed, wouldn't, wouldn't that have been a better story to tell? Like, 
How about having your eye popped out of the side of your head while some sadistic fuck laughs at beats you? Beats you with a spike. And th- laughs, at your, laughs at your wife as she's wa- watching. While he Maybe beats you with a barbed wire. way to yeah. fucking die. Right. So, uh, like, so here comes what? here comes Eugene. <laughs> Why didn't you tell that story, Maggie? Why didn't you? <laughs> Fucking idiot. Oh, instead, we're... instead, like, instead, like, what, who were who who were we feeling bad for? The four torsos that were still alive, <laughs> living women with babies in them. Is that what they were? Or were they dead zombies with babies in them? I don't know. Or was she... it just the one upstairs that? And was I want to fact no, check. I want to like, fact check Maggie on this story too. Don't we? Don't we have to fact Mag- Maggie in this story so, too? It kind of sounded bullshit. Was the horrible way to die the way you killed the person that that? So wait, was it a walk? Was it a walker and there was something living inside of it with a second group walkers and there were humans too and, and they were cutting people's limbs? Like was it like a walker? baby i don't, it was a walker inside a walker torso yes she the, he was breeding walkers he was forming a new breed oh, was he crossing it with golden doodles golden doodles Bitch, how much acid did you take before you stole that man's food i think that's what this place is all about <laughs> that she's taking them to she's taking them to an acid factory right? so they can all trip out is this is this gang here is this gang his family trying to kill us because you fucking is murdered the, somebody is, like... did timothy leary survive the uh survive the apocalypse timothy leary so alive <laughs> rest in peace rest in peace ed asner by the way uh amazing making us laugh for uh for and entertained for 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 50s of years right up to right up to the most recent years in cobra kai so uh rest in rest in peace to an amazing 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 actor Okay, so Negan says Maggie is so dramatic. Apparently, Jeffrey D. Morgan disliked that line at first. That is so spot on, Joe. Sanburbia. Oh, I love seeing Sanburbia pop in the live chat. One of my the first viewers of the channel. I like the part where Shane betrayed Otis because it showed character dimension. Oh, wait, wrong episode. Haven't gone back since Rick left. <laughs> Great to see you, the guys, though. <laughs> Great to see you, Sanburbia. As always, buddy. So yeah, so I think we're on to something. I think there was a lot of acid in this situation. So okay, so Ezekiel's gone. Eugene has got his fr- frowny pants on, and uh, uh, Yumiko wants to speak to the supervisor. And Princess goes, "You want to speak to the mansion? This is funny shit. Maybe, maybe she just reminds me of somebody." Like, okay, Karen, we'll go get the manager <laughs> right now. So there's Hold tight. They'll be down. <laughs> The manager will be down here in a minute. Don't worry. You want to talk to the manager? Yes. I'm your fucking manager. Crack. <laughs> so, so okay. So Daryl, Daryl looks and he finds another hundred dollar bill with some messages on the back from someone named Jesse. Something about three weeks. Slow music. That slow fucking music. I hate uh, when The Walking Dead does. What do we like? I'm okay. So it's again. When he finds this room. I'm going to play the Anybody music Anybody else with out it, there, tell me. Tell me that this was not so the uh, last of us. Just this subway room that he finds that somebody was living in. Is the, the Walking Dead... The way it looked, like, the whole scene looked like the last of us. That scene with Daryl crawling through, getting into that. It just reeked of it. it so in, of in, it. in fairness, Joe, the last of us, the Walking Dead's sequel series... Will be going up against. I know the Last of Us isn't quite zombie; it's something different, uh, but it is going to be going up against that in the same way that you know the Lord of the Rings series is going up against the Game of Thrones prequel series, uh, sequel series. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if the Last of Us just, in the way that the Sopranos did for Mafia stuff, 
kind of destroys all uh, well, others. No, no. Here's the thing. Destroys all other Wait. zombie properties because it's so good. You mean you mean it's going up against the Carol Darrell series? Yeah, they'll be airing at the same time. Dude, it, first off, the Carol Darrell series, if it's not just called The Walking Dead, what's the fucking point? It's going to be called The Ongoing Adventures of Carol and Darrell and there's other brother his other brother Darrell. And so it's it's over like as far as I'm concerned, I do not have to keep watching that. If it's not oh, no, called uh, The Walking Dead, it's done, right? No, so, I, the, like, the, I'm more interested in... Carol's, like, way dead in the comic books. Way fucking I'm more dead interested in the, in the um, Rick Grimes movies for in the anthology series that is to come later. Okay, so let's continue with this. They go to the manager and all of that happens. <sighs> um, dog, okay, then we get Daryl looking more $100 bills. We'll get slow motion, dog cries, a walker's in bed we, with the Kyle hat. Kyle from South Park hat. I don't know what kind of hat those are called. I'm sure it has a name. This was such a Last of Us scene. Oh my god, it was so The Last of Us. All and I could think of was The Last of Us. Uh, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't. I feel you haven't played the game. Like I haven't played I the haven't game, played so the I can't game. tell you you're wrong or not. Or not but uh, like, throw that shit on fucking easy and play the goddamn game. And exactly, I love how Princess is just so honest and tells what she wants without hesitation. A do off of chaos. Uh, so dog cries, walkers in bed, big sounds under the tunnel. Dog goes off again. Yumiko. That's what people love about Trump too. Yumiko <laughs> is waiting for the uh, is waiting for the manager. And the way she talks shit and rushes and uh, rushes them out is uh, and kind of calls them out on their jobs. It was a kind of cool scene. It was very uh, Matt Damon and Rounders when he's playing poker with the judges. The dude in the beard is assessing. She basically screams uh, and just talks her way into being accepted. And once she says the thing about her brother at the end of all of that, the dude in the red costume comes in, hands her a cup of coffee, and she's in. And at that point, she proved everything she needed to prove, and she is all the way in. You're a legacy. We already knew about your brother. Your brother's alive. You yeah. called it out. Yeah, your brother's the doctor. Yeah, your brother's probably the doctor that. Says my name, says my name. <laughs> that Ezekiel is sick. So, Princess and Eugene, she needs to pee, and uh, she calls, she goes to pee, and Princess, again, I know you can laugh at me, make fun of me all the way. Her earnestness, the way the actress plays the scenes, wins me over because there is not toilet much. Toilet paper? Fuck yeah. Yeah, that whole moment of because if you haven't used toilet paper in forever and you're shitting out in your your aqua shitting or you're shitting with bushes uh, in bushes and using leaves and stuff. Like I've gone camping for a weekend and then the first time you get back and you forgot toilet paper and you're using fucking you know nature shit or play and you get back to toilet paper for the first time or even when you're using that like. You have to buy the shit at the convenience store because you didn't get real toilet paper and you have to use that shit that hurts your ass. And then the first time you get the soft stuff again, I get really excited about that. I get too excited about it. That's too much information. But so I can feel Princess's, again, a genuine moment in the her, wait, you got toilet paper? I'm excited about this. And walks off. I, I genuinely laughed. I genuinely got a smile on my face. And that's what I mean with her and Jeffrey D. Morgan on the show right now, Joe. Not that their parts are written well. What they're doing is particularly interesting from a point of the way the characters are written. I think the actress that plays Princess and, and the actor that plays Negan are both having a lot of fun on screen. And sometimes they take me beyond the material and let me have fun with them, too. And 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 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 and I could see it in her. She's like, I'm on the walking dead. I'm having a good time right here. I'm, I don't fucking know. Like the actors don't, yeah, have- I don't care. I don't care that the series is, they don't care. Death legs. I don't give a shit. You what think, cause you think cousin Oliver cared that the Brady bunch was getting fucking canceled when he was on there. No, he wanted a fucking job. You think Poochie cared about Itchy and Scratchy on the surprise? No, well, here's the thing. I think Negan thought he was going to save it. Yes, I thought think Jeffrey D. Moore, they thought, but that was when they still thought this show was going to be still the biggest thing on television for a long, long time to come. And Negan was going to be the next. Negan really was the catalyst. Oh, yeah, he he, he was going to take it into the the stratosphere for the show. But he killed it. Yeah. Uh, I mean that or the. the, It was was a combination of. It was a lot of things. Negan, we, Negan, and the dumpster happened like at the same time, right? Like yes, around two the same. weeks apart or some shit. Similar? No, it was the, it was that they did the dumpster. They killed they killed Glenn in a in a satisfying way. And I've we've talked about this before. We don't have to derail too much on the dumpster stuff. But they, in my mind, they killed him in a really satisfying way, setting up with the interesting thing. With I think the character's name was Nick. Back when I actually learned characters' names, so I remember it a little bit. And walking out on him, allowing him to die, he died like that in an intense way. It set up a lot of tension moving forward on how that was going to work. And then he comes back, and then they kill him like two or three episodes later with the Negan thing. You brought him back to kill him where you could have just killed Abraham in the Negan thing and kept Glenn dead and whatever whatever yeah, but you wanted to set up all this big maggie drama to, to your to your, Negan. to your point from what you've said a few times forget about it it fucking happened let's move on so we go to the stormtrooper takes princess to the bathroom whatever now now we're down in daryl's hole and he's chasing some sounds and he can't do anything because because again i don't I don't believe that Daryl's in any danger in any of this, so I don't see the point read, of it all. Read, uh, read, you gotta read Lord Cor- Corliss Whitefires. Joe has a point. You just want me to say it because Joe has a point. Joe has a point. <laughs> it's like a carbon copy of of Last of Us. Uh, <laughs> in that situation, I'd pick toilet paper over my friend, says Negan. I would too. I think I would too, Negan. Still take your shit, buddy, with you. Sorry. Eugene's <laughs> got to come with me, stand outside the door while I shit. Yeah, you can't, you get, you gotta always, you gotta always, and still to this day, make sure you have that. Make sure you have your shit, buddy. Don't have to worry, get your shit, buddy. <laughs> you are so right, Tracy. Tracy G, thank you so much for the super chat donation. Tracy G, uh, we got a super chat. Let's spin the wheel for Tracy G. Whoa. Let's not spill the wheel for Tracy G because this, uh, I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, <laughs> Joe can attest to this and it won't be for long. This apartment is, uh, it leans in one direction. So it's almost impossible to have the wheel on a steady, pla- steady surface. So let's pretend that it landed on drink and we'll, and I'll take a drink for Tracy. Thank you so much for the super chat donation. Much appreciated. And uh, let's pour this drink for Tracy G. Yeah, the Maggie oh, stuff was big in the comics. Everyone, I don't care what you have, what you're drinking, whether it be coffee, water, soda, pop, or something else. Please, please, please toast it up for Tracy G, who gives us the super chat donation. And here we go. One, one more. Wait, wait, wait. Let me pass it. Can I? Good, I got those wow. al- The alerts are fucking working Yay, okay, yep. good I got all those fucking stupid alerts going on Okay, so yeah, it makes no sense And I, Done. and again, I feel like 
These two episodes make no sense, but if you had edited them together into a tight 45-minute fucking episode, these didn't need to be two episodes together. Again, I feel like it wouldn't have been a great episode of The Walking Dead, but Joe... Give give me fucking uh, give me a half an ounce of weed and a fucking good editing <laughs> system in both of these episodes and I'll edit to, I could edit together a decent episode from this shit. I could I could edit together a de- if you cut it up the right way and cut things out and I could have figured something cut out the Maggie drama and just have him leave her for a second onto a commercial break and back and then come back in instead of waiting a week and you cut out half of the friggin community stuff that you have with the group and you cut it into like simplify it just a little bit. Why are you stretching this shit out? Maybe cut. Maybe if you need a B story, you don't go to Darrow. You go back to Alexandria instead of waiting two weeks. You go back there to to uh, after we already heard the thing about the gates being possibly being bashed through. You could actually set up some tension at the end of this episode for an actual cliffhanger into next episode where it looks like Alexandria is being attacked. But whatever. And have like a double end where you're getting attacked from two different ends, something we haven't seen. Instead of just seeing one group in trouble somewhere, seeing like seeing both groups both in like potentially a horrible situation. But whatever. But Phil, but Phil, advertisers, 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 where the real money from the show is made. And right now it we're just keeps going at the end. We're like the night. Joe, right now we're in the 1977 Elvis tour with the Colonel knew Elvis was about to die and didn't give a shit. And we just like, we got to make as much money on Elvis as possible before he dies on the toilet. So that's what we got to do. <laughs> he's, he's getting fatter by the day. We, we got to make some, money. some pills and put him back on. Exactly. Stage. Let's do a Honolulu live special in 1977. And he can do, uh, he can do, uh, let it be. No, we can do Hey Jude. That's what we did. Okay. So we uh, we go back in the train. We open the door. Maggie's group sans Maggie uh, moves through. And Negan says, blah, 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 blah. And uh, we hear some knocking on the door. And immediately some guy knows, that's Morse code. Okay. I mean, I believe that. We're in this world. And maybe that they've trained with Morse code before. But it was just SOS. Yeah. I mean, I guess some part of my brain would know that. I, I and mean, wasn't attracting any zombies after her. No, definitely, definitely not. Because she, she, she's like, she's she, she, nothing sticks to her. So look nope. at look at Negan and. Uh, OK, so, she so co- much like Daryl. So she learned from the Daryl situation. Just crawl under the dumpster, crawl under the train. And she's fine. You can't get you can't get hurt yep. because the scratches don't hurt people. Well, anymore. She took a different turn than Daryl. She did. She they didn't they didn't bump into each other. So ne- so she gets in Negan's face and says, "You tried to kill me." And Negan smartassly and very accurately says, "No, I didn't try to kill you. I, di- I just didn't. I didn't help you. you." And then some dude gets in his face and goes, "Fuck you! I'll kill you right now!" Blah blah blah. And Negan again smartly points out, "Listen, dudes, you guys all heard. She said she's going to kill me sooner rather than later, and I didn't help her, and I'm the bad guy." <laughs> and and everyone pauses and has a moment where. Well, fucking, well, he, dude's, well, he's got a point there. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. No one wants to see the point. And uh, Lotus. So, uh, so yes. And, uh, and then he says, I didn't kill her. And then Maggie, basically after this point in the episode, Negan gets into, I killed Alpha. I did what needed to be done. I've helped this group. What have you done? And... Maggie has another chance to kill him and for whatever reason doesn't. This reminds me a lot of end seasons of Game of Thrones when Cersei is going around killing every dwarf in Westeros excessively, having the mountain basically just kill every dwarf she sees on sight. And then she finally 
has a chance to kill Tyrion twice and it doesn't take it. it. Tyrion's basically like, dude, kill me. I'm right here. And she's like, and now like, why you've been trying to kill him half a fucking half fucking series. Maggie, you've been talking about nothing but a chance to kill Negan. You finally have an opportunity. You really don't think he's the only one that can get you through DC. Are you fucking serious? Right. Come on. No, as Negan said in the last episode, because he's the only one speaking honest truth here. Like, is he the only one that can read a goddamn map? Is he? Yep. Is he the only one that can Apparently. do it? You know, whatever. So, uh, <laughs> so then this we. This was supposed to be so much better. Remember two years ago when when what's her name took over? Oh, your 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 favorite. You 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 were so happy too. You you were uh you you were hoping for better days. Oh, that's why you're all up in arms. I dropped the goddamn. Uh, Lotus is freaking out because I dropped the uh dropped the wheel. Oh. Uh, uh, so so then we get into this scene that we've already talked about a little bit. The kid that walked away in the last episode, and if you don't remember, stole some of the goods oh, and walked away God. with his but- friends, is trapped. And in the and other then car, those three split up somehow because they're idiots. Because they're idiots. Or the other two died somehow. And Negan and Aiden want to let him in at first. And everyone else, Maggie says, no, we don't have time. And then they sit there and slowly watch the slowly group of walkers slowly walk towards this kid with plenty <laughs> with plenty of fucking time to open this door and close it again they, they had plenty of goddamn time let's not fool the me. zombies took down the steel's door like it was nothing yeah so the it hinges re- and all so it re- they couldn't yeah yeah but so it really fucking mattered you know so they, they didn't have any time to do this no time and then of course gabriel says let it go He's a coward. Of course, Gabriel, you say that because yep. that's what you did to your whole fucking congregation. Yep. You just locked You just did this. You just did the exact same thing you did to your congregation. That's right. <laughs> they pulled a Gabriel. Of course, Gabriel's supportive of Gabriel the fucking... was there to help his team pull the Gabriel. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Oh my god. I didn't even think of that, Phil. He has learned nothing. No, he he, he, he gets has learned he gets nothing. pissed off about it. He's he's like he's like, yeah, yeah, he fucking deserves it fuck that let it go <laughs> let it go no, no absolution for that one for stealing no Thou shalt not steal your punishment is death no it was it was so fucked up the way they handled that though they're they just they, him and maggie just turned their backs it's like no he's dead already he's dead and then, and then it's like you can see the zombie slowly coming and it's like no no we have time we can open this door we can let him in it, it reminded me a lot of uh the end of titanic when rose just lets leonardo dicaprio like freeze in the water and they're, they're like there's another boat there's another uh, dresser over there why don't you swim over to that one jack no rose i'm gonna hang out here in the water holding your hands this whole time no, can you move over a little bit? Can we take turns? I'm stealing this from somebody. I, I think it might have been how that should have ended or something. Maybe we can take turns on the boat. Maybe we can take turns in the cold water for a second or whatever. But anyways, they let the kid die. And they, and you actually get an interesting visual where he gets fucked from behind by the walkers and up against the door, which, again, just screamed to me that they started with that shot and then they had to rationalize it. Like you start with... Instead of starting with like a narrative and figuring out the visuals from it, they start out with the visual like, you know what would be cool? A subway cart. And if we like have them pushed up against a subway cart window getting eaten from behind, how do we get there? Uh, they just wanted to put a subway car in before The Last of Us aired so they could say, we did subways first. Okay, so so uh, Last of Us subway subway carts play a integral bar- part to the No, story. but there's shit like this subway shit. 
meaning it's it's something that we'll see it's something that we'll see early on in the series will will be subway oriented i don't know what early on but like now atari dad says at least king is trying to stay true to the comics to some extent and not pulling out cheap rating stunts for no regard how it could negatively affect the rest of the show Gabriel won't get into the Commonwealth Haven. Why weren't people swarming the door at the end of the Titanic? That always confused me. Wait, is this the episode where we learn how doors work? <laughs> so, okay, so the kid dies, and they all stay and watch for and some. The visual of that, someone said it in the chat earlier, was absolutely no, no intestines, no blood guts, just like blood-stained undershirt. And then when he even gets up from the fucking pile of zombies, he just doesn't. It looks fucking stupid. <laughs> looks really stupid it looks so great joe it was it was i'm sorry but even the even the effects department was like oh this is the last season why don't we just spend as little as possible and pocket the rest as bonuses deal (laughs) so we go back to the train negan's waiting to die and oh no we go off to eugene first he's walking around like a scared coward boy and he's going around like oh like uh, excuse me Excuse me, everybody. I need to know where my friend Kimiko is. She says she was there. She used to be there. She's not here anymore. Do anyone know my girl princess? Where is she going either? And they fuck with him. And I, I'm not exactly sure why they fucked with him like this. If it was just for enjoyment's sake. If they didn't trust him because he was so nervous. So, so it's almost... Again, like you're looking at someone at a poker table and they're like, sh- their hands are shaking, so you're going to assume they have a big hand somehow instead of just thinking maybe it's the first time they've ever been in a live poker event and they're scared that they're in public in front of your face. And I think Eugene's just a naturally nervous guy, so his baseline is nervous. And I don't know if they were throwing him with crazy situations to see if they could put him on tilt to to get to get more of a read on what the real situation is because they had already accepted the other three people into the community. They were just sort of waiting on Eugene, and I, I'm not exactly sure the rationale b- behind that. My guess is that is that he rubbed people the wrong way because he's off-putting and and uh, awkward. You hear the way that motherfucker talks? Yeah, Joe. I know exactly how it talks. Listen, Joe. The the square root of negative one is one thousand two hundred three hundred thirty-eight five thousand. And I remember my I remember Mike Tyson's code back in oh oh seven three seven three five nine six three. That's how you fight, Mister Ty- Mr. Tyson. And I can beat him too. Yes, I do My know. <laughs> I do know how he talks, Joe. So it's like the writers wanted to kill Gage in any way possible. Eugene is confirmed to be an introvert, so that makes sense. Rick Grimes couldn't even save this train wreck, says Jason Voorhees. So we go back to the train. Negan's wanting to die. Maggie comes over, and Gabriel asks Negan, Why so serious? And he says, Bad memories, as we know it's sort of a flashback to the Negan episode. Gabriel asks, Of what? He says, Uh, whatever then Aiden says says everyone look at him even though they ended the last scene with everyone looking at him anyway somehow he's like you guys don't want to look at him no they looked at him but you can only look so long where they just gonna watch the zombies digest every little drop of him but whatever they're like take they're like take a look at him because oh man you see you see his eye pop out dude 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 he's eating it like bonbons right now he's what the fuck's he doing so Gabriel and this Seven years in, you've seen one person get eaten by a zombie. You've seen them all. Come on now. And this was the biggest douchey moment of the whole entire episode for me. When Gabriel, out of nowhere, Aiden's like, look at your, look at him. Look at him. He's dying, blah, blah, blah. Don't you guys feel a little bad or whatever? And then Gabriel turns to him and goes, he died a coward. Yep. So, again, Gabriel, Gabriel the such a warm individual. So, so warm. So warm. 
And uh, and Aiden says that Aiden says, uh, oh, and this was a, something something small that bothered me because it just wouldn't be a thing in the zombie apocalypse. And you might say, and I'm saying this to Joe, Joe, you might say I'm nitpicking here, but Aiden then says to him, <laughs> Gabriel, that's a hot take. Listen, when the zombie apocalypse started, how many years ago now in this world? 10 years ago? Uh-huh. The terminology of using the term hot take to say something that's you know not popular didn't exist. That's 2012. 19 to 2020-21 lingo expression, you know? Hot take. Uh, Joe thinks Anthony Hopkins is overrated. You know, or whatever. Or hot yeah. t- hot take, I don't really like uh, friends or something. You know, whatever. Like, uh, that's more of a modern-day expression. So if stuck in a zombie world, there's no reason why Aiden would use parlance of the times of saying something like, oh, that's a hot take. Uh, And Walking Dead has stayed away from that. It's not like someone goes, what's up? That's the equivalent of saying, what's up? In in something that's set in a time in the 90s that wasn't supposed to have ever seen that. So so I guess we're just supposed to say through the through the natural progression of time, even in the zombie apocalypse, the term hot take has become a thing. Hot take, hot take became a thing in the zombie apocalypse. I know mm-hmm. that's I know that's so minor, but for whatever reason, they're gonna I, mention TikTok videos at some point. Exactly. Some some gonna say, "Are you wearing TikTok?" Don't pants? you miss your TikTok videos? So wait, TikTok existed at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. Is it? It's gonna be like Star Trek tech that it just keeps like amping up. Right. They no, had like, they had TikTok then, but they didn't have zombies. They didn't have an, a name for zombies. Oh, Peter Griffin. Glass Joe was one. In 99, who is that one? The one person that Glass Joe beat was the first fighter. I forget his name, but he's the first fighter in Super Punch-Out. And you can find this out in the Punch-Out comic book, I believe, or it's in the instruction manual. The the only person that Glass Joe ever beat was... He's the guy that Glass Joe actually trained, which is the which or was trained by, which is the first boxer in Super Punch Out, the Super Nintendo version of the game. Um, and it's like a... It's a fucked up story where Glass Joe beat him. So, uh... So there's that, or it's like it's some other big, uh, like like a really good boxer. Phil's right. According to Wikipedia, the term "hot take" gained traction in 2012, two years after the fall. Thank you for doing them. Thank you for giving me receipts on that, Atari Dad. I wanted to be, I wanted to not be my head up my ass on that one because it actually kind of bothered me for a second. I was like, yep, why, why is he saying, why is he saying "hot take" unless he's in modern times? Next thing he's gonna Father say, Katie too. She she even like said it back. She was like, "What take? Come on!" Unless he's talking about Geraldo's show, Hot Take or something. Right. There are a few examples of that throughout the franchise, especially in that crappy World Beyond spinoff, without even trending on social media. Corliss. Twitter in the zombie world would be great. Aiden is looking at him and gave. Okay, so so then Aiden says, "That's nothing worse than dying that way." And then Maggie and I said this before when you walked away a few a little while ago, Joe. We get this scene with Maggie, which straight up straight up reminded me of the scene in Gremlins with Phoebe Cates when she tells the story about her father dying in the chimney dressed like Santa Claus. It's it like cuts in the middle of the episode. It comes out of nowhere. It the story doesn't really have relevance to the situation. Like, what's her point that there's worse ways to die? How does that mean that the way that this dude died isn't bad? She talks about they went to a there's a house with food, an old man that had clothes and she knew she was gonna get robbed but she went with him anyways and she stopped him from clothes. no 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 
she she followed him. She didn't go with him. Okay, and then he tried to chloroform her, and she stopped him. No, and no, no, no. Chloroformed she him. She attacked him and found the rag in his pocket with chloroform that she was that was gonna be used on her supposedly. Okay, so she got to the house and she said there were three deformed. She wouldn't call them men that came after that her, and she handled them. Okay, so this is or what I, men. This, Did she say men or she humans? said I would not call them men. So my question to you, Joe. So what was in their bellies? No, no, no. I, th- my, this is my question. Are those three deformed, not call them men, the same things in the attic she talks about? Because the way the story plans out, it seemed like there were two different things. She says... She, I don't know. She the comes in... in... The attic was pregnant? Yeah, because these three deformed, not men, I think are different. I she... don't know. The story was fucking <laughs> stupid. And it was stupid. It was just like, let me tell you a horror story in the middle of a horror story. What? And I, I was watching... Well, t- like, it was, it was a Wouldn't you have rather... ghost story. Do you know stupid. what I was thinking when I was hearing her story, too? I was thinking that this sounds like a lot more interesting than what I'm watching. Like, why can't I see this? Why, why can't I see this situation? Why are they telling me I mean, about that? Just, she just described it because they were like, eh, we're not going to film this. We're going to split the budget and bonus the checks. <laughs> okay, so she... she Fucking unreal. So she stupid. says there were, there were three deformed. I would not call them men. They came after me. You know what we haven't had enough of in this, in this series? Ghost, Ghost stories. stories. <laughs> Pito, what the fuck? Pedo juice, pedo juice, pedo juice. Okay, so the house. Candy man, candy man, candy man. So the house was quiet. The house was quiet except for the attic, and there was a thud. Cause she. So what the story? It seems like she says that she came in, she handled the three deformed men, and then the house was all quiet, and then she heard a thud in the attic. So there was more. So it wasn't just these. So there were three not deformed men that were probably right before they became what they were in the attic, or maybe she feeds the deformed men to the zombies, and that's what was know, alive in the belly. Something was alive in their belly. No, that's later. No, that's later, Joe. That, wait, let me finish the whole story then, okay? So then she gets to the house. The whole house is quiet except for the attic. She hears a thud. She goes up, and she thinks she's about to save some people. And then they fall down on the foot of the stairs. It is, uh, it's rocking. It's, it, she thought it was an animal, but it was a walker. She says it's a walker. Used to be a woman. No uh, arms, no legs. Arms and legs stitched up. Um, there's a gash. I don't want to talk about her gash. Uh, there was stuff in her belly. Something was trying to get out in her belly. There was a heart still beating. So my guess is that they took the still living corpses of living people and they put in somehow feeds like. No, 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 no. That was a living. That was a woman that no, but, just cut but, off her legs. But no, no, but she no was wait. Alive, living Bef- woman. Before no, she said it was a walker. No. She said it was a walker. No, she said it was a... No, Maggie... This is why I wish I got the audio. Maddie, And I listened to this twice. Maggie legitimately says, it was a walker. Used to be a woman. And then right before that, she said, there were three. I wouldn't call them men. This is very confusing. But my point is, it's very confusing. It was stupid. (laughs) Don't call it confusing. Call it stupid. It's stupid. It stupid. It's stupid and confusing. So there's some wheezing and there's some belly. She took care of them and she took care of three more upstairs. So that's six or seven. Like things. I said, like I said, she ate some fucking poison mushrooms or some fucking bad acid before she went into that fucking poor man. So some poor man who was like, let me help you. Or I can, if you help me, I can help you when we get back to my house. I, she was like, hmm, no, thank you. We're going to go on our way. Then followed him back, conked him over the head, made up some story about there being a rag, and, like, killed his fucking poor little gimpy children that he was just trying to fucking clothe. And his, like, <laughs> and, like his, his, like, 
don't know. Now, now uh, Atari Dad says chloroform, more like boroform. <laughs> and uh, three deformed men and pregnant women in the attic, says Lizard. It was the hills have eyes, says Atari Dad. Why in the hell is Beth on the Talking Dead? Is she coming back on the show? Oh, my God. Beth's on the Talking Dead. Finally, does Maggie care about Beth? They just want to have Maggie give her screen time somehow, so they give her this big long mom. That was, but you're right, Negan. Negan, no one cares about that. Maggie doesn't even care about that. So, but Negan, you're right. They probably promised Laurie Cohen like this big long monologue if she came came back. So they had to write her some stupid ass shit. So okay, so there's so this random gremlin story. She does find food. Then she, then she walks up to Aiden, and she could have just said this. She goes, "I don't feel anything." I te- when I tell you that, so I don't give two. F- I'm numb down there. Yeah, I don't give two <laughs> fucks about this dude that died in there. Because his death doesn't matter. Because what matters is protecting Hilltop and Alexandria. And I know that guy was a resident of Hilltop and Alexandria, but fuck him. Because he walked away from us because I brought us on a death mission. And he thought better of it and walked away. How dare he think better of it? And then Negan cuts in and smartly, being a master manipulator, knows the absolute right time. And knows somehow by trying to kill Maggie, he's on her good side now. And Negan says... We're lucky. We're lucky. No, no one has fig- no one has anything figured out. No one ever will. And apparently, she doesn't want to kill him anymore. And she kind of looks at him like she thinks he's awesome. Like there's a mo. Like I, I'm sorry. There was like a moment where they almost set up like they have some like sexual chemistry there. I don't know. If I'm, that, I don't know if they're leading in that direction. But uh, there was something there. Uh, so we go off to down the hole with Daryl and Dog, and he's being chased by a walker with no tension. Uh, the shot is decent, but the show has earned no luxury for me to think that Daryl could be into trouble. I've said that all episode. He starts all, all, all series, pretty much all series. He starts using a mace, which is really fun from a visual. Which is a come on, but it only no, lasts two seconds. It only lasts two fucking seconds, and it's gonna it's gonna hurt you. You're gonna hurt yourself. Why Not Daryl. Everybody. Not Daryl. Everybody. Not Daryl. Yeah, swing some nunchucks, dude. <laughs> oh, I've tried. I've, I have, how do you think? How do you think I have this on my face right now, Joe? Uh, how do you think my face starts looking looking like this? I remember when she left and she came back because no one else. <laughs> Beth Negan says, "Remember when Beth left and she came back because no one else wanted her?" <laughs> you could say it was the same. just like it was just like Marsha, not Marsha, Jan, like. Ran away and came back because nobody was looking yeah, for her. Yeah, they got the fake Jan for a little while, and then Jan, Jan, <laughs> Jan Brady came. Oh, in, in, it's funny. Uh, life meets art there. The actress that plays Jan also left for a while when they were doing like the stage show, and then she came back for like the Brady girls get married. I'm thinking he's all that would have been a better watch tonight. The She's All That remake. I thought about watching that the other night. So he starts using a mace, dog takes one down, he clears two, and then C. Thomas Howell comes running out saying he lost the ammo bag and t- tells him, I'm a- kill me and tell my kids I don't die a coward. And then they just cut it off. They didn't even, uh, they didn't even like follow up on the scene. They just sort of cut it off and, and he gets up and somehow survives this. 
and and just walks along with Daryl. Was that him? Was that him with the the bandage on his face at the end that gets shot? Yeah, that was that same guy. Yes. So he didn't die. Daryl killed off all the zombies that were there, and he just so he laid there on the ground and didn't help. And then he's just walking along. Somehow he waited and did something while Daryl boarded the train. Anybody see the kid or the other guy that came that came with me when we got lost and stole your ammo and all that? No. All right. So off to the big guys trying to bust out a train and nope, it's blocked as the walkers are finally getting the door open apart. And then apparently they're going to have to clear anyway. And it would have been instead of using the big sledgehammer on one of the fucking windows. No, they're trying to bust through a metal door instead of the the windows. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Stupid. That's one of those fucking things. Stupid. That's one of those things that I didn't even think about. Because Pull the emergency fucking lever on the windows, guys. Because because the, the emergency lever. Because they because they want to get to the other side of it anyway, so it doesn't really matter if they bust what they bust through. <laughs> so stupid. Oh my god, that's so stupid. What isn't stupid is we get a cool fisheye camera on Gabe, and I also love how they wait for them to bust through the door. One at a time, they and we get the uh, one shot, never miss team. Literally, this team is is like never miss. That they, they yep. and the team always oh, perfect aim. And then we get some stupid piano, dark piano music that makes everything seem foreboding, where nothing bad actually happens. But the dark piano music almost sounds like a Pink Floyd song at one moment, like like the beginning of like a song from the wall or something, which which isn't a bad thing musically, like musically onto itself. I would listen to it, but it clashed with the scene that was going on. It wasn't action music, and it made it seem really dull and confusing. It was dull. Shit on a stick, Joe. So we got some space, and they're coming from both sides. Maggie, Maggie gives Negan a gun, and he goes to the other side, and they're coming from all angles. Negan doesn't miss. That No one misses, and they're all backed up together, but there's just too many of them, and Daryl's making his way in, and he drops his bow and arrow, and now it's time for Daryl to use a gun. I don't know if this is the only time we've ever seen Daryl use a gun, but they made it seem like it was such a big deal with a change in music through all this, like, serum. Cinematography change with the camera on tracks outside the Do you know uh, you noticed that they they shifted that they shifted the scene where they suddenly put in this almost uh like victory march music with Daryl bump to the here comes your hero everybody exactly and and uh and you're right they put it on like a tracking shot to the side and did this like panning shot across the train from the outside while Daryl was walking through uh, that was done in the fucking money train way better with Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson uh-huh. and that movie came out 75,000 years ago so uh the backed up Daryl saves the day he gets everyone out bust them out and Daryl uh holds off all the walkers and throws a grenade that he got from C. Thomas Howell and then all of the walkers explode in the other cart and we get a uh we get a disgusting like like all of them are blown up by one grenade. That's a really powerful grenade. Yep. And uh did you like the grenade shot, Joe, where all our walkers oh. so, there was something new no. <laughs> so no. And uh yep, it seemed to kill everyone. We go back to Eugene, who's making a shiv in the Commonwealth, and he's so scared, it's annoying. And he he asks, uh, where's his friends? They're being processed. We're talking about baloney processing or regular processing. Dude asks him if he likes feeling nervous. And Eugene's like, no, I don't like feeling nervous. I never like feeling nervous. And he asks him to tell him the truth again. And this is where Eugene admits that he lied he, about... Uh, a lot of things. He basically did this all not to protect mm-hmm. his friends. He did it all to get 
uh, laid for the very first time, which is the most believable scene we've had in The Walking Dead in a very long time. And I also enjoy Eugene. This is when I started to like Eugene a little bit in the episode because I also like the line, like, I haven't had, I haven't, I haven't performed the act many times, but I've watched it several times. (laughs) So, so he just straight up starts, you know, admits to his uh, voyeuristic tendencies, which I enjoy. Um, And then he talks about this being the thinking that this girl Steph would be the one to take his virginity. So then he, we come back to Eugene who's has his head covered. He's bringing into a house and he's brought into a room with all of his friends and they're all happy. Their legacies. They're welcome into the Commonwealth dude comes in, gives them their walking papers to be allowed to be honored residents of the Commonwealth. Uh, and they, they, they're all together and it's all awesome and at the end of the episode we meet Stephanie and Eugene have a moment where they get together yeah. and and Joe I got a little tear in my tear in my eye no you didn't no I didn't yeah I did no, because I did because I got like a piece of hair in my eye at the same you time. never so Daryl's back with our crew and uh, he's talking about the hundred dollar bill Negan gives the gun back to Maggie and he stuffs it in his glove He's yeah. going to keep it. He's going to keep that because it's going to connect to the Daryl sequel series. Oh, my God. It's so stupid. It's that that stuff before the zombie apocalypse. That, that dollar bill note meant so much. And we're going to get a flashback at some point where he left one we're, a note for somebody. On we're going to get a dollar bill, a hundred dollar bill, a flashback episode. I bet we will. So we get uh, he Negan makes eye contact with Maggie as he hands the knife back to give her. We're all right, aren't we? We're all right. And uh, she asks him. If uh, she says we need to go to a, this this area where we can restock and spend the night and and get more weapons and food and such, and he's and she says Negan, it's where this something is where where uh, where an antenna is. Do you know where that is? Negan says I do know where that is, and they're all cool. See Thomas Howell is still alive, as I mentioned to Joe earlier. We see him in the scene. He's walking down the street with the group, and they're walking up and down. And someone shoots him with an arrow, and I bet he survives that somehow too. But... Right, and his other eye now. <laughs> yep, and and they all fall down, and and then somebody's leg gets fucking. I think it was. I think grappled. it, it might have been Aiden's, but I'm was not sure. And he gets dragged off, and then our heroes look like they're in major danger with a uh with a group that looks fearsome and scary uh they oh look, my god they're all wearing hockey masks and they kind of look they kind of oh. looked like they looked like orcs to me actually they looked like the fighting orc eye from uh from lord of the rings and that is the end of our episode an exciting Thank conclusion god. 22 only only another 22 hours of your life gone <laughs> I'm sure we'll get I'm sure we'll get an episode that's longer than an hour, Joe. And that's our final episode. Of the, I mean, that's our final episode of Walking Dead. That's our final point of this episode of The Walking Dead. And I'm going to just uh, let's talk about this a little bit. A couple of things. A couple of things I want to talk about with uh, The Walking Dead in general, Joe, without just saying it's stupid. Now, okay. w- one thing I think is is stupid that AMC is doing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm kidding. One thing I think is really stupid that AMC is doing is we don't actually talk about the episode right after it airs. We're actually a week behind. Yeah. AMC is selling their shitty streaming service by oh, allowing girl. people to watch their episodes a week ahead of time yep. and defeating the purpose 
even though some of these they know these episodes are shit. This my, yep. my point is if they knew this series and I know they want to sell their streaming system because there's so many streaming they systems. They shouldn't be using this. Series they should no. This. They should be sh making it making it uh, like appearance television watching because what you're doing is you're taking those that small percentage of people that's still loyal and passionate that still drink Walking Dead Kool Aid that don't watch us but that drink the Kool Aid of the Walking Dead. You're having them all watch the episode a week ahead of time. So when you come around to the time when the episode airs, you're missing all the buzz. So, and no one's there's talking no about it. Buzz. There's no, or there's no internet buzz. No one talks about episodes of The Walking Dead right after they air because people have already seen episode three. Right now, I could go online right after this. Joe and I could go watch a pirated version of it if we don't want to go buy AMC Plus and go yep. watch a pirated version of episode three. Right now, it's already out. And we're talk sitting here talking about episode two, Back in Time. What I might do is once I move, I might make Joe come over and we're actually going to watch the episode that gets aired and like talk about it a week ahead of time or something just so we can be at the actual new episode. But uh, because it, I don't think it really matters. But may, it, for me, it would mean that we're a week ahead of time. <laughs> but maybe I'll maybe I'll purchase AMC Plus briefly or something or try to. Just yeah. so we can watch it and then do a podcast. All right. Purge so would have been doing Joe. Purchase Three. it. Purchase it. Yeah. Um. But anyways, I I do think it's interesting that there, that basically every episode that airs now is a week old news, and in the entertainment landscape that we live in right now, to air something to the main audience that is already a week old for the reviewers and for the buzzy worthy people that put shit out, um, it's a mess. It's just a fucking mess. A couple of days early is one thing. Like if you release the episode on Saturday to the people that have the streaming service or earlier in the day on Sunday, maybe even it would be all right. But you release it the whole episode a week ahead of time. Yeah. I just why, think that's stupid. It is stupid. Put the whole season out or not. Yeah. I, um, Lizard says, I'm obviously unclear, but my dog of a similar breed barks with anything within one fourth of a mile. What does dog, why does dog not do his job? Agreed. He Every does, dog in the world. He only does it when he wants to. I don't wear hockey pads. Um, Phil AMC got a great, got the idea from Disney, Disney plus, but even he, even Disney plus is smart enough to just release shows on Disney plus themselves. Cause they don't have a brick and mortar station to release stuff on and there's certain it's not a disney channel not the sense that they like not in the sense that new shows on disney plus aren't disney channel shows like they're not going to have like loki and and uh and uh wandavision on on the disney channel they disney channel's right. kids kids shit you know and not that those shows aren't general audience shows but they're not kids shows it would be equivalent to and maybe hbo is going to do this that if hbo releases for the for the last of us or the new game of thrones series releases the episode a week ahead of time on hbo plus before they put it out on the hbo channel it would just be stupid like again maybe if you want to do it an hour ahead of time a couple of hours ahead of time. A they're day. trying to think outside the box, Phil. They're trying, they're trying to, to be competitive in a competitive market, Fuck Phil. that <laughs> bullshit. That's fucking stupid. And it's ruining my buzz. It's ruining, uh, it's ruining our buzz, Joe. 
It's confusing us. Yeah, sure. it's ru it's ruining. Yeah, I, I could give a shit about them. No, it's ruining. It's because we're we are we're doing week old news, Joe, and I don't did like you see, it. Did you see the show? No, man, I don't pay for AMC. I get AMC for free with my cable. Yeah, but you get to watch The Walking Dead really early. A week early. Oh, okay. wonderful. But my so question is, to watch that show my question is, ahead of time, Joe, because th this leads a dangerous point here. Vince Gilligan better not let this AMC do this shit. You know they're suggesting it. We could do this with Better Call Saul too. You better not uh -huh. fucking do it with Better Call Saul. I will fucking have a conniption because I'll have to get it. I'll have to get the fucking AMC Plus because I'm not gonna want to not watch that a week ahead of time. And then they got me my got my me by the fucking balls. You fucking. I don't want to do it. I won't play along. I won't play along. I won't. I no, no you'll come along. to my house and watch me play along. Nope, won't do it. Douchebag. I'll make you wait to talk about it still. <laughs> You're a douchebag. Okay, Oakley says, Hi, Phil. I don't watch the show, but I saw you streaming live, so I just wanted to say hi because I haven't been able to join your stream in a long time. It's okay. We're done talking about that. We're going to babble for a few more minutes here and then call this a stream. And any other topics we have besides The Walking Dead, we're open for discussion right now. Atari Death says, Quick quick note, Lord of the Rings is going to be a dumpster fire. So much production drama. Yeah. Um, the preeminent Toklan scholar left the series and stayed on for all three Hobbit movies. Think about that. Um, I'm, I'm holding out hope for it in the sense that I like some of the people that are working on it behind the scenes there, uh, like Brian Cogman. I think he does a decent job with television, but you're very right. It probably is going to be a dumpster fire. If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Amazon's recent success in the, in series and having like a pretty good track record recently, I wouldn't be as hopeful as I am, but I understand the apprehension it's probably going to be a dumpster fire but yep. but having coming off uh the last bunch of amazon stuff i've watched i've really liked but they've all generally been from the same production house so this isn't from that production house this is from amazon proper i'm what i'm talking about is like the boys and invincible and the tick and marvelous miss Maisel and like all those shows that are really well done. Did you watch John Claude Van Johnson? I haven't, but I bet it's awesome. I bet yes. it's awesome. I bet it's fucking amazing. Oh, I have watched one episode of John Claude Van Johnson. I have. It's like he—he's like he—he's like an old retired uh, like yeah, spy and actor, shit. Like, spy. A, I, I, spy actor type thing. Yeah, I have watched a great, fun, great fucking show. I—I I was confusing it with JVD, which I've no. also seen yep. as well. Um, Negan, say my name. No, Phil, I was talking about Black Widow on Disney Plus. No need for theaters. I agree. Everything is subscription and everything has news first. Eventually, we need a $5 subscription for everything. It's heading in that direction. I've never thought I'd say this, but I long for, in some ways, the early 2000s landscape when cable was still the main thing for most people and only a few people knew about streaming or people were still streaming with like TV links and the original Hulu and, and YouTube. And YouTube, you could actually find stuff on YouTube, and before it was bought by Google, and you could in Daily Motion had shit too, and you could basically watch any show you wanted with a little bit of creative finding it, and it took a little effort, but you could find it and not get a virus, not get your computer uh, com computer shingles, and and also, uh, but now it's just we're, it's. I said this a couple of years ago, and it's already happening. With all these streaming services, it's already worse than cable was at the end. Because to watch everything eventually now, where there was a point in time where you could kind of you know pay for one cable sub subscription, now you have to get all these different apps. And if you there's going to be shows that are just yep. NBC Plus 
specific. NBC. But and well, here's the thing too, though. But for a lot of people, for a lot of people, got to get don't CBS watch to watch five lower or dark. six channels ever. It's true, but I'm more show centric than channel centric. So yep. if there's something I want to watch, like Star Trek Lower Decks, for instance. I have to pony or or Survivor right now because I don't have fucking CBS anywhere else. I have to pony and up. When you stream, though, everything goes so quick. I have You're to done with content so quick. But with uh, like an app like CBS All Access, the Paramount app, you can watch CBS live television. So I can watch fucking my Survivor live or watch the fucking Star Trek thing. So, but for the point is, you can purchase it and own it for a brief month and then watch it right now i don't even have an amc subscription or or it on any cable service what i'm doing is watching a hijacked version of it on my playstation 4 on the browser on one of those on like putlocker and knowing that it's already posted because it's posted the week before so i end up being able to um so i end up being able to um uh, watch it without commercials right before we do the podcast. So hypothetically, uh, hypothetically, if if I was that kind of person, right. there's still a lot of good streaming free streaming sites that are virus chests, but with a good enough security. Yes, and I I know them. They're, they're like TV Duck, uh, Channel One Eleven, or whatever it is. Uh, question: Hey guys, has Joe read? W- read why the last men and will you guys review the tv series fx has picked up thank you for all you guys have to do what tv series joe have you have you read why the last man and uh i I assume the tv series on fx is called why the last man uh atari des says movies are on the way out everything is going to be serialized it's more cost effective than blockbusters uh i hope so in the sense but as long as blockbusters are still making money and people are still going out to see them, you're going to still see studios make those sort of things. But I hope that they get back to if you're going to see films, you can get back to more creative, smaller films that you have more interesting things happening. Because I have nothing against blockbusters, but I miss the time when you get blockbusters and big dramas or big comedies in uh, certain time periods. See the new Star Trek in production? Oh, the new uh, Star Trek 4 is in production. Uh, is this the Quentin Tarantino? Is that going to be the Quentin Tarantino one? I hope so. Because if it's not, then no, go fuck yourself. No, because they la- because they didn't let him have enough control. Be. Because CBS be. CBS is a bunch of dickheads. And yep. Star Trek people and I'm not have- saying whoever said whatever about no, Star Trek. No, Kurtzman, Kurtzman is CBS. worse than anyone that works in the Walking Dead universe. I would watch Bad Batch. Uh, week to week, if it was worth it, but I'm not paying $30 to see Black fucking Widow. There's still lots of good stuff. Movies are on the way out. And great to see Henrietta in the live chat as well. And great to see all of our friends. And uh, uh, I'll tell you what's worth the subscription price for, for the month or two that it's on the uh, lower decks. Yes, but it's it's not... I, and I've talked about this before with you last week. I definitely enjoy the show. I think it's awesome and it's fun, but it's not a Star Trek series for everybody. I could see people that aren't into a certain sense of humor style not liking it. Um, and it's that's too bad for them. Yeah, but that, but I don't think it's a credit to the series being good or bad. I think humor is different than some people like Voyager. Some people like Enterprise. no, I, but, but I, I think, but I see. Yes. But I think 
you can talk about those series in more of a concrete way on good versus bad like because I, it's because it's not anim- because it's animated no because it's comedy I, I think comedy is uh, comedy is too you can't tell someone what they find funny at least I don't feel you like you can't tell someone that that they're that the same thing like you're saying about funny I'm, I'm saying about no I, I but no I but I can I can tell you I think but I but I can I feel like in a drama thing and in a sci-fi thing you can more correctly for me anyways maybe you feel differently I feel like you can analyze it's those things better than a comedy whereas a comedy you can say that this is funny for me but someone else watch I've talked to other people that are Star Trek fans that have watched Lower Decks and go this is stupid I fucking but, hate this but here's the thing here's the thing and we and you know what we're both drama. right we're both right there's all sorts of people that love drama and love sci-fi that won't watch Star Trek at all yeah it's and a, that's the same thing about funny right but i'm but i'm saying like it's neither. drama that that's that's the difference hmm. sci-fi drama doesn't cut it for him or f- this kind of funny doesn't cut it for him no and, but sci-fi sci-fi is a style not necessarily a genre um in the sense of like because you can get sci-fi funny you can get sci-fi action you can get sci-fi drama you can get sci-fi in a different tone I'm specifically talking about the way that like something that's more joke oriented, not necessarily in the in the genre of it, in the sense of like people even a show like um, like the Orville. Some of it is funny. Some of it is serious, just like entertaining sci fi. And I, I guess I just think that humor is a tough thing to sell people on. It's something that you can never tell until you see for yourself. Right, and but it still doesn't mean that 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 lower decks isn't the best Star Trek show since maybe the original. I completely disagree with that, but uh, I think of it's, course you do. Of course you, think you it, do. You think it's better than Next Generation? And well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It can't, I don't think it's better it than Orville. Be, it can't be better than it can't be better than them because I don't think it's better than the so Orville. So much of of their jokes and the funny is based on them is based on the canon yes. is based on what came before it and without that it of course doesn't play as well right but it still doesn't mean that how it's done and the way it tells its stories and the arc that it gave us wasn't That's like- better than almost everything like really it's really fucking good it's if decent. you don't like the humor it's still it's still got like everything great about Star Trek. In no, it, it's like, it's decent. I don't enjoy. Again, I like it. I don't think I like it quite as much as you, but I I think it's the second best Star Trek series on television right now, next to the Orville. I think the Orville's okay. a better show. I like the Orville a lot as well. And I think but, I think this edges it out a like, little bit. And for here, and for sci- and go. for sci-fi, that does not carry. It does not. Carry. Oh, I don't give it. Yes, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Star Trek brand. Fuck you. So, so. I'll say it again. That being said, you're saying it's the best one. It's best one on TV right now. Shut the shut the fuck up, Joe. Thank you very much. Shut the fuck up, Joe. It's it is the best. It is the best one on television right now. And uh, and I would also add that. I don't know. I think we're I think we're having fun arguing about something we agree on because I do think, I, I do think both shows are great. And I was just going to compare, bring Futurama into it to which is another show I think is fucking amazing. It does sci-fi comedy in a in cartoon it's, comedy. It has so much, it's so much better than people ever gave it credit for Futurama. And there's one of the, yeah. And yeah. one of the saddest episodes of television ever. Oh, the one with frying his dog, do- frying his dog. Yeah. Oh and, my God. The fucking last five minutes of that. You just like, 
like I, dude i just got I, I literally just got shivers when you said it and i i would say futurama is i would put it on the list if we were making a list of the top five or five to ten most underrated television series of all time i would put futurama on that list yep. because it gets forgotten about because of its big brother being so fucking popular so, and, and the then Simpsons, all the, and, yeah. and then all the other animated shows that surpassed it in that era with South Park and Family Guy becoming institutions and yeah. uh and even uh, King of the Hill at that time too uh becoming even more of an institution than it as well uh Futurama was almost forgotten about through the mix of time but it's such a high quality show and the humor on it is top notch it's yeah. when people say the Simpsons lost its humor it's because all the it's, best people yeah. went to Futurama <laughs> yep. Agreed. All like all the people that like had any part. They were like, they don't want to pay us enough. They're paying. They're paying all the voices and not any of the actual talent that made the plus, show. Plus, you have like Billy so West and Joe DiMaggio working on it as like the two two mains, and with like uh, with uh, as Fry and Bender, and 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 anyways, yeah. you, you just I, the only and I say this every time I bring up Futurama, and I don't think it would have mattered either way, but it's the only the only thing i put over that futurama on how it could have been even a little bit better is because the guy did an amazing job and i'm not discrediting his performance because he killed it in this role but the original part of zap brannigan was written for phil hartman and if you know if you were into the simpsons at the time with troy mcclure and and all that sort of shit you can just see what like where phil hartman might have taken that character not like the other guy didn't take it to amazing places but he would have been an amazing force to have on that show too like that part was tailor made for should've Phil Hartman. Been. It yeah. should have been, you know, and and like I think you he might have even been even more of a part of the show, and you would have heard his voice mixed with like Billy West's voice on commercial stuff. Like like I could just having Phil Hartman as the pedigree on that show too would have just would have just added yeah. another thing to it. People give Futurama crap for the Comedy Central years, but it had some great episodes in that era as well. I feel like it was yep. never quite as amazing as the first run, but it was still great. And I even like the movies that they did, the comeback movies, like The Beast with a Billion Backs, and where there's a whole scene where, where Fry has that whole, uh, like, if you have sex with yourself, isn't it just masturbation? Like, you travel back in time, and if you have sex with yourself, there's like this conundrum. If you're having sex with yourself, it's, you know, it doesn't really count, right? It's just masturbation. Uh but anyways, what got me off Star Trek is an episode of Enterprise where the captain made human beings just to murder him and harvest the organs. That still boggers my mind. <laughs> what ruined the franchise? I would say what ruined the franchise of Star Trek ultimately was Nemesis. Star Trek Nemesis and Insurrection ruined Star Trek. People want to blame it on Kurtzman, but what got it to the point where we needed J.J. Abrams and Kirk's, Kurtzman to take over Star Trek was Nemesis and Insurrection. They were at a very high point coming off First Contact and um, Generations. Even though I didn't love Generations, those first two movies garnished a lot of attention and a lot of positive attention to Star Trek. Then they came back with Insurrection, which was a gigantic bore of a movie, which really what killed it because it was like a giant episode they'd already done. The villains were gross and weird. It was just a weird episode. Like insurrection was the moment when you should have brought in voyager and brought in deep space nine and had the deep space nine cast and the enterprise cast go bring cisco out of the wormhole for one last big battle with the dominion that's back you know led by an evil Jemadar or some some shit like some big story or the mixed in with gal Dukat didn't die in the fire or you know some shit or they need Cisco to rescue Voyager. You do some combination story at that point in time where you bring the three casts 
together. Instead, they they brought it down to a simple story with the Next Generation cast. No one, even the people that love Next Generation, could give a shit less about the Next Generation cast in a soft story situation. I love my Next Generation cast, but other than Data and, and Picard, I don't give a fuck. Riker is a soap opera actor. Uh, Michael Dorn's awesome, but he can't carry a movie. He's not. None of them are Kirk McCoy or or uh, or or fucking Spock, Leonard Nimoy, uh, DeForest Kelly, or, or even any of the B actors like George Takei and Duan and Nichelle Nichols and and Chekhov are all big personalities that can carry a scene more than Crusher can or Jordy LaForge in a fucking every Crusher episode every. Every uh, Deanna, Deanna Troy, Troy episode, episode except for the one that she turns into a Romulan, is pretty good. I like sucks. that. I like that. I'm just, I'm your mother sucks. Sucks. Anyways, sucks. everyone, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be speaking of sucking. We'll be back next week for yet another episode of The Walking Dead. Oh God, Dead. this 22 more weeks. 22 more weeks, but we do get a lot of breaks in between, Joe. And uh, I will be back this Wednesday over on Teflon TV with Tony talking a little bit of some Game of Thrones stuff. So join me over there. What have you guys been talking about on Game of Thrones? Um, nothing yet. We've we've had a long break, but uh, leading up to this, when we were doing something a couple months ago, we were talking about uh, uh, some Windsor Winter prediction stuff. Uh, I'll tell you off air what we're going to be talking about because it's a little, it's still a surprise as of this point uh, to be put out. But uh, but a couple of some fun Game of Thrones topics. Uh, some House of the Dragon uh, preview content that once we get a trailer, you and me can start breaking that down. And also, I might be on the the next evening as well. I will let you guys know about that. But, Joe, thank you so much. Hopefully, I'll get you to come back on. Uh, we can do something soon that doesn't suck. Uh, they did announce recently that uh, Cobra Kai got renewed for season five. Before season four ever comes out, so I have a feeling that means season five will probably be the last one. They'll, they'll they they like know the end of the story because I can't see them going f- much further past season five. No, no, it wouldn't make too much sense. Um, Merle says Insurrection was all right, but yeah, it was a TV movie. And Nemesis was data jumps from ship to ship. Yeah, Nemesis basically they hired someone that didn't know anything about Star Trek, and they fucked up Nemesis again. Could have been a good movie. You could have had Patrick Stewart <laughs> play both parts. I have no problem against Tom Hardy. I like Tom Hardy, but he didn't play a good young Picard. It just made no sense they're like let's get a bald guy and say that since he's bald uh he's young picard and any joke i can make about any of the the star trek next generation movies i am just gonna pale in comparison to mr plinkett doing it in a red letter media review so if people haven't checked out red letter media and the mr plinkett reviews of star trek the next generation movies shut like shut me off right shut us dumbasses off and check out red letter media the probably the best channel on all of youtube uh unpretentious hilarious fucking shit so uh check check out like like me and my fucking measly small channel is gonna tell someone to check out red letter media but but yes tell them phil sent you like they fucking give a shit but but uh but yes uh the be- best one of the best channels and really rip apart the um the the next generation movies as well uh, as bad as crusher episodes are he's still more tolerable in them because he's not controlling to try to be the center of attention than another character sort of i always thought jordy could carry a scene well he can carry a scene well i think lavar burton does carry a scene well he's he's probably the most famous actor going into the first season of the star trek next generation because he had done other things with reading rainbow and roots but it's 
I don't think he, they do him justice the way they write his episodes. Like, I didn't like that whole episode where he creates the simulation of the girl he has a crush on, or the one where the one, he, like... The one where he turns into a lizard thing. To talk to his mother or something on a planet, or to talk to the holographic oh, replication of his too, mother yeah. and stuff. Like, they... Excuse me. The only good Geordie episode, for me, like, the episode... And I'm sure there's other ones, like the Scotty episode, which was kind of a Geordie episode, was good. The Roe episode, when him and Roe die, and they're, like, warped in between people, I thought that worked really well. I thought that was a good episode. And I think he sometimes does get some stuff as well. I, Rich Evans, even, even though we're a very, very small YouTube channel over here, our measly little podcast, we appreciate every view that we get. Somewhere, somehow, I have a dream of Joe and Rich Evans watching an episode of The Walking Dead together and ripping it apart. Or watching something, and uh, and Rich Rich Evans is kind of your spirit animal, Joe, in some ways. Uh, <laughs> but but anyways, I'll play you some stuff when we're done here. Uh, but Rich is uh, Rich is amazing. Lavar Burden can read. Shut the fuck up, Phil. Shut. Okay. On that note, Tim is right. Time to shut the fuck up, Phil. Everyone, thanks so much for checking this out. If you haven't already and you enjoyed this, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Share share the channel with a friend. Joe and I will be back next week, next Sunday night, 10.35 p.m. for another episode of this. Hopefully it'll be a good episode. Joe, are you ready for a good episode? Do you think you'll be able to have fun if we actually got a good one? Hey, I'm going to keep my expectations low. That way I'll be pleasantly surprised. I love it. I fucking love it. Everybody, I would totally create a replication of a person I had a crush on and never leave the holodecks. Me too. I would be I would be in Quark's holodecks every single night playing every issue of Vulcan Love Slave volumes one through a billion. And they would all look like what's her name from Enterprise? Like uh the, the Viana, what, what the hell was the character's name? T'Pol. Is that her name on Enterprise? T'Pol? Maybe. I'd have like a Dax T'Pol uh seven of nine party going on. I'd be like, uh But I thought they did that episode better with Barkley. When he when they had him like uh, sword fighting like uh, like stupid Riker and uh, all the guys and, and doing all the fucking crazy shit, so so yeah, I, I don't think they did it, ju it justice in that situation. Thank you, Fernandez T. Love you, Fernandez T. I'd follow Rich Evans into anywhere, Fernandez T. Bye, everybody. Have a good week.